Welcome to the eavesdrop. <laughs> uh, this is the first edition of Deep and Hard, the mm-hmm. spinoff podcast. I have my first guest ever for this particular spinoff, uh, Sophie Hughes. Hello. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Brett. How are you? I'm great. I'm gangbusters. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad wow. you're here. I'm really glad to be here. If only because it means we get to, we don't get to see each other that often. We really don't. But I love hanging out with you. I do, too. And every time we hang out, I always leave being like, mm-hmm. ah, that I have a, Sophie. I have a good time, and I'm like, I should do this more often, and then never do. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to hang out with people. I don't know why. Oh, there's so many reasons. Yeah. Because home is comfortable. Home is comfortable. Ugh, that's where I keep all my things. Yeah. And there's a bed. I can draw the curtains. I love that. And, like, work and stuff. And... Ugh. Work. Ugh. <laughs> Oy vey. Ugh, man. I think we're really cutting into some, like, some good issues. People don't like to work. We got that. That's a big one. That's something that people haven't touched on. It's exciting ground. Uh, well, check out Koji's podcast, Permanent Time Off. <laughs> I I have actually. There's a few. I've, I've been I've been interested in. I've been sniffing around what you got going on here. You should be on that podcast. I would love to. <laughs> I'm sure you, especially because you worked at in a bar for a really long time. Absolutely, that, eight so, years. Yeah. So. And you don't work there anymore, right? No, I don't. So you can talk shit about them. Some mad shit about them. <laughs> Fuck them and all the generous things they've done for me. <laughs> uh, now you work at Liquid. I do. Yeah, I work in a comedy club. You're the manager there. I, yep, I'm the comedy club manager slash glorified hostess. <laughs> <laughs> the bulk of my job seems to be me welcoming the audience and then seating them. And seating them. That's a, that's a big part of my job. <laughs> That's, also dealing with comedians. Which is the, the most fun thing you that, can do. Yeah, it's exhausting. Like with our local scene, I am just, I'm sort of in charge of the drama. Like I literally get things from the, the owner passed down to me that's like, you need to deal with the situation between two comedians who don't like each other. What? <laughs> I know. Really? I'm like the mom of the whole thing, except I'm a mom who's paid to be a mom. And it's pretty, it's well, that's pretty, pretty dope. cool because yeah. most moms, well, I guess moms are kind of paid. Some like, yeah. stay-at-home moms are kind of paid to be a mom. Well, I think the difference is they have, um, they they have this weird parental natural love for their children, whereas um, <laughs> you have disdain. Yes, <laughs> it's just thinly veiled hatred. <laughs> I know comedians are. Uh, a tough bunch. Yeah, they sure. We're all broken. What do you? What? Yeah. What yeah. are you gonna do with them? <laughs> oh, I don't know. And then the out of town ones. That's a little more fun. I'm kind of like um, remember Fredo in The Godfather? Sure. <laughs> the one who's like takes him out, shows yeah. him a good time. You're like the liaison. That's right. That's me. <laughs> I'm Fredo, and then someday Jeremy will kiss me and murder me. <laughs> <laughs> so are you leaving like a bunch of horse heads in comedians' beds at the, yes, at abso- the comedy absolutely. condo? Absolutely. <laughs> That's 100%. <laughs> if they have a bad set on That's on right. Saturday get, we get late. a fish, we roll it up in a newspaper, it's delivered to them in the morning. They're, uh, they're afeard. <laughs> Uh, so the reason I wanted to have you on on this show, I know you were just talking about how you hate talking about this, uh, <laughs> but I did want to have you on specifically because you, uh, I, you, how long ago was it? Like six years? Uh, was that, what? That you started transitioning. <laughs> oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, five years now. Five so, years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I kind of wanted to just, I've been, uh, there was like a couple episodes ago where we were talking about, um, like kids transitioning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, after, after we left, I was like, 
why the fuck am I talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking clue about any of it. I'm such a, I am, I don't want to say aggressively cis gendered straight male but (laughs) but i am like pretty like middle of the road Mm -hmm. straight white guy yeah that's the impression i get yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i'm open about sexuality and stuff and i'm not like afraid of i'm not afraid of any of that stuff you're not scared of me (laughs) well i'm not afraid to be like that dude's fucking hot. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do, I do, I just am so out of school. So I wanted yeah. to, I've just been thinking about it a lot, especially just with the, with the fucking times, you know, sure. oh, oh, the times. That's um the thing is, it's not that I don't like talking about it. It's that I don't like being ambushed by it. And you made it clear that we wanted to talk about this. So I'm perfectly oh, comfortable okay. talking good, about good, it. Good, good. It's, I, I've been on other shows and around other people who, um, specifically invited me with the intention of asking me about these things, but did not tell me. I thought we were just going to have a good time. And then they're like, boom, tell me how you feel about Dave Chappelle's jokes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, why do I gotta be, <laughs> is that, why what, do I gotta be the defender? <laughs> well, that's a, that's maybe a good starting point. Cause is it weird when you feel like you kind of have to be yes. like the spokesperson? Absolutely. Because you're just a person. I am just a, I'm just a person. I can't speak for every transgender person. There's like a lot of, there's a lot of gray area. And there's know? a lot of nuance. Absolutely. And like people's personalities are different. Hugely different. I'm like easy, breezy, beautiful. I'm cover girl, baby. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very relaxed. And, um, and as a comedian, you know, like a lot of shit, I'm just like, whatever. That's, you know, I've always thought as a comedian, you can say anything you want, but on your head, be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, just, yeah. you have to live with whatever that comes up with. That actually drives me fucking crazy when people say you, you can't, you can't say anything anymore. And it's like, you can't, you can, but you just people have are to... allowed to respond to it. However they see fit. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Freedom of speech goes both ways. It, it certainly... doesn't mean that you can just say what you want <laughs> yes. and then everybody just has to be like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So fucking annoying. It's so, <laughs> I really agree. Spe- like to me, it's even less of, like uh like a PC thing. Yeah. Where it's just like, no, you just say whatever you want. Of course. But I can say whatever I want, I want too. as well. <laughs> so if I don't like what you say, mm-hmm. I have the right to be like, that's fucking garbage. One hundred percent. Or and like co- when comedians get bent out of shape about not being able to tell jokes, like if the audience doesn't like your joke, fucking Yeah. That's your fucking That's fault. That's on you. Yeah, it's not It's not because the world's yeah. gone crazy. You didn't put enough thought into it. Yes, absolutely. You didn't put enough thought into a, 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 sh- yeah. like a, sh- a deep issue. Right. The punchline yeah. can't just be uh, penis. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. Yeah. It, it, it's I mean, it's you really can. Fucking... You just have to live with it. Right. Um. Yeah. So, I don't know. That, that's my sort of thing. I, I feel like a lot of the times um, I'm the person people go to with these... <clears throat> questions about, you know, uh, Dave Attell, uh, Dave Chappelle, excuse me, had a, had a several transphobic jokes. Yeah. And, and that was a thing where I was asked to like address many times, uh, Joe Rogan, people are always asking me mm-hmm. to like, how do you feel about Joe Rogan? I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Don't even pay attention <laughs> to it. Didn't know what happened until you asked me how I felt about it. <laughs> You're not just on Google every day searching <laughs> yeah. for yes. Joe Rogan. Right. I just write did. And then I leave a space. 
say something transphobic and then I just read every single thing that pops up. <laughs> That's my whole day is just who said what that was transphobic yeah, and I can be tabs. real mad about. <laughs> I got enough things to be mad about. Do do you kind of do you get like quote unquote outraged when you see stuff like that or no. do you kind of just let it wash over you? You have to let it wash over you, honestly. I I, I think because um you just life is short and fleeting. <laughs> You've only got so much time to dedicate. I can't possibly spend a ton of time being mad at Joe Rogan. I just have I yeah, have who fucking cares. Exactly. I have <laughs> I have I have rent to pay. Here here's what I get mad about. I get mad about much smaller and more petty things. <laughs> I found that I've been really uh, adamant about the social contract and just day-to-day -day life. Um but yeah, here, here's an example. Uh, I was at the bank the other day. I was watching a guy sign a check with one of the bank's pins, and then he put it in his pocket. And I loudly went, that's not your pin. You, <laughs> that's not your pin. <laughs> I just, I don't know what, I don't know who you that is. You just take that shit. Uh, yep. Uh, I just got back from a, a trip, and I was in the airport. You know, they're calling up boarding groups mm -hmm. by A, B, C, D. And, of course, everybody is in D. And uh, D's not. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Oh my god. I am walking. Uh, um, and uh, when when D happens, instead of forming a line, a bunch of people have formed like a a, a second line. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a second line kind of moving into the line, and no one knows how to get in. Mm -hmm. And I just loudly went, "This is the line. Those <laughs> people are not in a line. Don't let them in." <laughs> like that that's <laughs> that's the stuff that I get really adamant about. That, that is fucking annoying. I agree. Get in yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah, you know how to you know how to form a yeah. single file. You just line. didn't want to get in the far back, so you're just gonna stand there with your child and look at everybody like, come on, get in and no. No. I don't like when people don't have spatial awareness. Mm-hmm. An awareness of their surroundings. Absolutely. I try like at the grocery store when there's like somebody who is looking at something on a shelf uh -huh. and their cart is behind them. So you can't possibly get yes. past them. So uh, they've, they've either blocked the aisle or, or the something you need is also there. Yeah. And you're just standing there mm -hmm. and they're, they're just like taking their sweet fucking time. Can't stand it. Yeah. And it's like, you're really going to make me say, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the way. I don't you know I'm here. I don't understand that because I feel like I move through life super conscious of everything and everyone yeah. around me and I'm constantly like being like is my bag in your way I'm so <laughs> like I'm so, I'm so sorry yeah I, I I ran into a sliding glass door and apologized to it that's who you're dealing with here I am the queen of courtesy uh that's yeah that's next level running into a glass door oh, yeah. and apologize i've never felt it. more stupid in my entire life well just <laughs> running into a glass door itself well, makes you feel like was, the dumbest person yeah, on the planet i was just moving in i was very excited to get into albertson's and the door wasn't moving as fast as i was <laughs> so i like shoulder bumped it and i went oh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> which is madness oh there's another issue 
you know how every grocery store has an entrance and an exit door? Uh-huh. People going in the exit and oh, out the entrance. Come fuck on. You. Come on. Take the three goddamn steps. Because what's going to happen is you walk in the exit door and now there's people coming out with their carts and everyone's going to sit around sh- like shuffling boop, around boop, boop, and, boop, and trying to, yeah. It's, doing the like left to right. Mm-hmm. Are you going left? You going right? And, yeah. Just come in the fucking door you're supposed to. Oh my God. This is the thing. And who's got time for Joe Rogan when this is happening I here know. and now? <laughs> this people is in my at world. Winco <laughs> yes. need to learn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someday when I'm the mayor, I will deal with this and sidewalk cafes and razor scooters and pedal pubs. I will, oh man, I got oh, a big list pubs. of things. A Ooh, big list of things. Of Joe Rogan. Here. He's got time, baby. He's like last on my list. <laughs> things to get Use to. it wisely, Joey. That's right. That's right. Because when the pedal pubs are done, then you can start sweating, pal. <laughs> then I'm coming after you. Um, do you feel like people are do you feel like people are scared to make jokes around you sometimes for yeah. fear that they might like absolutely. slip up? <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Um I actually have a lot of comedians that will come to me before doing any kind of a, a joke that even anywhere like borders transgender. I had a comedian ask me about a joke that was about cross-dressing, and I was like, different things. <laughs> uh, I've, had, I've had people ask me about drag, uh, all kinds of stuff. Anything that kind of comes anywhere near in their mind to trans stuff, they'll want to ask ahead of time, and they're like, is this okay for me to say this? And then I usually just tell them, Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I feel like you should start saying no. <laughs> <laughs> to everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should. Yeah, if it's a straight, like, yeah, if it's a straight cisgendered yeah. guy and they ask you if it's okay, you should just be like, no. No. Nah. It's not. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> no, and also, let's talk about your other jokes. <laughs> also not okay for you to say it. Just honestly, you're bad. <laughs> It's not okay because you're a bad comedian. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're really terrible mm-hmm. at what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, change your whole thing or just give up. Preferably the latter. Pack yeah. it in, old son. I I feel like um, that's a weird line when yeah. to like power through and when to give up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, about when to like quit comedy and and not or just quit whatever it is. It doesn't have to Oof. be comedy. But. Okay, yeah. Sorry, my entire world revolves around this. Comedy? So, so comedy? Yeah, like, comedy? Yeah. Like when you're at the store. So, are you thirsty for stage time? <laughs> <laughs> like, <I> just, <laughs> the cashier's like, come on up. Did you say comedy on up? <laughs> yes. Start launching into one of your bits. <laughs> oh, I would. Is it weird for you to talk about? being transgender on stage or have you kind of gotten used to it? I've really come to terms with it. You know, uh, when I first started transitioning, there was a part of me that was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do comedy again because uh, I have to talk about it on stage. I just don't want to leave the audience in this weird space where they're like, I wish she'd say something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just needs to be addressed, at least in a lot of rooms. You know, if I'm playing like, remember that very liberal room we did in Seattle together, the comedy womb? Yes. Um, cute. <laughs> I crushed. <laughs> I think they loved me purely because I was trans. I could have gone up there and made like armpit fart noises and they would be like, she is so fucking brave. So brave. <laughs> <laughs> but in a room like that, I would, I don't think I would have to, Yeah. you know, but, but for the most part, you know, a general comedy on it is a, is a good mix of people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's for the best that I address it. But, but also, um, 
I talk about it a lot because frankly, it's a big issue in my life. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a lot of things in my life is colored through that lens. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while I'll get comedians that are like, yeah, you just talk about being trans the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, as it turns out, kind of what my whole day seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just, that's just sort of what it is. <laughs> uh, I know some trans people that don't have that same experience that are, you know, I suppose passing better, but I am, um, loud and big <laughs> and people are like who's that ginormous woman oh yeah probably a trans person let's go ask them about their genitals um that's actually when it comes to i wasn't really familiar with the term passing up until like oh, a yeah. couple of years ago sure. which maybe a lot of people i'm sure a lot of people are in that boat yeah i have a bit about it where i have to exp- explain it a little bit oh. before before uh going into the bit because just in case someone doesn't know D- is that for you personally, has that was has that been like a goal? Is, do you think that's a goal for most people, or do you think it's kind of like just accept me for who I am and how I look? I think the people who say accept me for who I am and how I look are the people who don't feel like being passable is possible. <laughs> if I'm being entirely really? honest, are we going hard and deep? Is that what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then that's then that's that's the truth of it. I think. Um, boy. One of the most depressing things I've ever done was I, I, I um, had a friend recommend to me kind of like a forum for trans people. It's all trans women, and we're all about the same age, and the things they were talking about, and it was honestly with the anonymity of the internet mm-hmm. and these people talking about their real like aspirations, it was the most depressing thing ever. People were putting up pictures of themselves and asking if they were passable. And of course, you know, the pictures are taken and they're, you know, they're filtered and they're the best angle and everything. And then the other people just tear each other apart. Mm-hmm. And they had all these weird terms for one another. Like um, if you were not passing as a trans person, the term was hun. Like, oh, hun, no. Oh. Yeah. And they would be like, I don't want to be a hun, um, which I really leaned into and embraced. My, my internet persona is Attila the hun, but spelled H-U-N, like honey. Ah. <laughs> Love that, it. Very proud of that's it. That's funny because when you said "hun," the yeah. first thing that popped in my mind was, was like Attila. The <laughs> <laughs> first thing that popped. I actually had to stop myself from making a joke, so I'm so glad. Were, I'm really. I'm happy. About when that. you heard that the trans term for someone who wasn't passing was "hun," you thought they were like, so like horse archers. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that. I think it was just a word association. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's totally fair. <laughs> like lightning um, round. If somebody said "hun," I'd be like Attila. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and then, and then for passing, they would, uh, they referred to it as going stealth. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it was, a, it, it was very, very important and is very, very important. And, and uh, the thing is, if it was tangible for me, I think that I would lean into it. Like I, I, it's just, the thing is, it's not really for me. First of all, I'm six foot two for you listeners. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a big personality. I feel like I just stick out. And then under scrutiny, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. I want, if I was like, if I was very tiny, I feel like I could just slip away into a crowd. <laughs> it would never be an issue. But instead, it's a, it's like a very tall head with nice hair bobbing through the, the crowd. And then so it, just, it just gets attention. That's all. So you feel like you're kind of yeah. under a, a magnifying glass a Oh, absolutely, bit. yeah. I, I get like double takes all the time. I, I'm never just a person in a room which is what I want to be so bad. Just a, just a person who's here yeah, and not a spectacle. Yeah. I, that's the, that, wouldn't that be such a 
great world oh, absolutely if people were kind of just like coexisting with yeah. each other and not like examining and judging mm-hmm. everybody that walked into the room and yes yeah it's that's got to be tough it is and here's the thing like i examine and judge people but i'm so subtle <laughs> <laughs> really good at that side Absolute, eye oh, side eye for days <laughs> i'm judging and you'll never know and then i'll never say anything that's just for me well yeah. i mean people who are forming blobs at the airport i mean they deserve all the side eye in the world well <laughs> yes <laughs> I think I suppose that isn't very subtle. Was me loudly <laughs> shouting. <to everybody>. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like I'm just leaning into it. If the world's going to be this way, I'm just going to be part of it. I'm going to be a big, loud, obnoxious part of it. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what you have to do, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. To kind of like, like, you know, there's the old like the stereotypes about like the really flamboyant gay men. Mm-hmm. I that I used to be like in middle school. Uh, you know, in the like early 2000s and late 90s and stuff, yeah. where people, everybody was gay. Yeah. Like, if you didn't like somebody, it was that, like, oh, they're, you're, they're you're gay. gay. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Uh, and like the flame, it kind of turned later into like, well, it's okay, it's cool if you're gay, but just like, right. You, but don't, like, have to, you don't have you to be have all like, rub my face in yeah. it. Yeah. But the more the like older I've gotten, it's kind of become. No, if you're if you're gay and you have to live in this like shitty world that has mm-hmm. been like committing atrocious acts against you yes. forever like kick the fucking door down yeah. and be fucking flamboyant <laughs> absolutely you know? like be fucking you and let the world fucking know about it since since we're going hard and deep deep I and hard a deep and hard <laughs> but go on <laughs> sorry <laughs> no it's okay could you write it down sure <laughs> um i have i have some thoughts about about very flamboyant gay men and and uh, and and it makes me sort of sad. Okay. Here's here's why. And you know, this is just, this is again, this is just me thinking. Um and for a time I was before before coming out, I identified as gay and uh I don't I wouldn't say I was ever flamboyant, but I certainly put on a bit of an affectation. I think a lot of it is an affectation. I think a lot of it is something that they're doing um even subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Because it's what's expected of them, mm-hmm. because straight men find it less threatening. Hmm. Be- yeah, because it's like, oh, they're flouncy, effervescent, and feminine. It's hmm. it's not like some sailor is coming who potentially <laughs> might be more alpha than me and will fuck me. Hmm. Instead, it's sort of like, oh, it's Jack from Will and Grace, and you know, I could probably beat him up if it came down to it. <laughs> I really, I really do. I also think it's a way of flying the flag without having to come out all the time. Yeah. That if you, you know, do a certain thing with your wrist or pronounce, uh, you know, pronounce things with a bit of a lisp, uh, that it, it is a way of saying you're gay and you don't have to walk around constantly being like, I'm gay. And also I'll have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do. I think, I think that there are some people where it just is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that the majority is something that is um, sort of thrust upon them, whether they know it or not. And uh, I think it's a bummer. What do you mean by that? I think that it's just something that, you know, especially because like people who grew up like the same time I did, all we really had to look at of what other gay people were mm-hmm. was Will and Grace, um, you know, uh, movie ideas of gay people mm-hmm. that were always depicted that exact same way and that's right. there's certainly that is not what all gay people are right 
and it, know. it never it's yeah. never been all that gay people are yeah and i think it's just uh i think it's just something people feel like they have to do i i've certainly seen gay friends of mine be in a situation where they feel like there's a lot of straight dudes around and and kind of up the gay <laughs> you, you know what i mean yeah i really do i think it's something that I think it's something that's kind of sad. I think it's kind of a bummer. That is kind of sad because it's almost it's like code switching. Yep. And I I guess I Yeah, that it's sort of like being um I'm just I'm I'm fun and hilarious and non-threatening and, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, that's cool. You can hang out with my girlfriend." <laughs> yeah, that is pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I it's it's when you, when I hear about stuff like that, it's, it's such a bummer because not that I would wish that I've had to do something like that. Sure. But it's just so far out of my, like, realm of reality. Like, it's yeah. so far out of my reality. Yeah. That I've never I've never really had to do that, you know? And I've never had to... I've never really felt like I had to change who I was at all to, I like, feel, like feel not, better in a situation. Not even in, like, junior high. Did you just want to hang out with a different group of kids and you were like, better really pretend I love skateboarding or, or you know, as, as an example... I'm sure you did love skateboarding. <laughs> um, no, because I I've always kind of been the person that was like uh, I got into stuff first. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I got into skateboarding, and then a lot of my friends started skateboarding. Right. And then we started just hanging out with other skateboarders, and then I got really into like punk rock. Yeah. And then a lot of my friends got into punk rock. Yeah. And uh, then I just started hanging out with other punk rock kids, and skateboarding and punk rocking. Yeah. Actually, we probably would have gotten along really well. I think we would have. You're wearing a minor threat shirt yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> I love this shirt. <laughs> I was wearing a bad brain shirt yesterday. Oh, my God. You know, you and me have the same shirt. That, that Dead Kennedys one? That Dead Kennedys Holiday Inn, Cambodia. Cambodia. Yes. I was wearing it at the club the other day, and someone was like, did you get that from Brett? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, we trade shirts. <laughs> Somewhere he's wearing my blouse right now. <laughs> That's, I, I no, they made more than one shirt is what happened. That's what fucking you know happened. Crazy? <laughs> Sometimes when manufacturers make something they make more than one say you want to make a profit on these shirts (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i saw you i saw a picture of you wearing that shirt and i was like sophie (laughs) you motherfucker (laughs) that was the one cool shirt i had (laughs) look if i don't have a bad brain shirt so you're safe yeah, but a lot of people have that bad brain shirt, mm-hmm. and because it's like the bad brains shirt. But well, if it makes you feel better, it's a yellow shirt, and I don't look great in yellow, so I won't wear it a lot. Uh, and if we're ever going to be in the same space, I'll double check. Okay, cool. I'll be like, are you wearing the Holiday Inn shirt? Well, it's actually it's funny because it's a, a like a, a shirt that you don't see very often. No, really not. Because it's a dead. It's like one of the only dead Kennedy shirts that doesn't just have like the dead Kennedy yeah, logo. Right. Yeah, so it'd actually be kind of funny if we wore it. At the same time, because people would be like, did you guys bolt? I get, I, when I wear that shirt. Yeah, we were just at a convention at the Holiday Inn. I get a lot of people asking me if I've been to Cambodia when I wear that shirt. They'll be like, oh, you've been, have you been to Cambodia? Like, yeah. No. I stayed six nights at the Holiday Inn in Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> Got a shirt out of it. Yeah, I took a sweet vacay there. <laughs> 
you know, I just went to see the killing fields. You know what was very uncomfortable is <laughs> one time I was in California visiting my dad and we went to Costco mm-hmm. and one of the people who was, you know how they have like the people that are like selling vacuums or grills there or whatever, yes. like the brand reps or whatever. Uh, one of them, I had like headphones on and he, I walked by him. And he was, he like pointed at my shirt. And I, so I like took my headphone out and I was like, oh, what's that? And he's like, you've been to Cambodia? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. And he was like, oh, I'm from Cambodia. And he was clearly Cambodian. And, wow. I, was like, and I was like, oh, I feel bad wearing this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> I'm just getting called out for being a <laughs> shitty white boy. Yeah. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's a band. <laughs> it's from a band. I gotta go. <laughs> Here's your mistake. You took your headphones out. You just keep walking. Well, yeah. I always just like to point at my headphones and be like, just shrug. Anytime someone's talking to them, I can't. I have headphones. (laughs) And then I just keep moving. Because no one has ever stopped me on the street for anything good. That is, there's never been a time where someone was like, whoa, 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 hold up a second. Here's $10. That's a a good point. It is always, it is always like, can I get a cigarette? Or I, I, I'm trying to get on a bus to see my kids in Fresno, <laughs> and I'm thirteen dollars short. It's always you know it's yeah, never yeah, good. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You just keep moving. Um, uh, can I ask what your experiences experience was like leading up to when you decided that you needed to transition? Yeah, absolutely. Um, boy, and feel it's like a long road. Well. Yeah, take your time, but yeah. in, you know, no pressure. You don't have to anything you don't want to say or anything. Oh, I'm about. again, uh, like I'm, I, like I said, I'm cover girl. I'm, I'm easy, easy breezy. <laughs> easy breezy. That's me. Uh, so there's a thing that happens a lot where people talk about like, I always knew, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's important to the narrative. I think that's something that people say because it's a talking point. It's like it makes it seem more legitimate to say they always knew there's not a question it's not a mental illness it's something we've always known forever well yeah i don't that, that's not really my experience and it hasn't been the experience of most trans people i've actually known in real life and like actually talk to about it yeah it is something we've all wrestled with a lot you know early on in your life gender isn't really a big deal unless your parents are weird and make a big thing out of it all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> but my parents you know they're like theater people they were pretty easy um, you know, I, mean, I asked for Barbies and stuff and I wanted my name to be Sophie when I was like seven. Hmm. Uh, there was like a, like a long time when I was like, I only want to go by that. Um, and then I just sort of kind of realized that that wasn't going to fly in regular society and kind of like put it away. So, I, I mean, I suppose there's like signs of it, but also at the same time, I also like to play soldier, mm-hmm. you know, loved playing soldier, went through a whole fire phase. <laughs> I know that's a frequent thing that young boys do. Yeah. Um, boy, I burned a lot of stuff too. I like, lit I a trash can on fire right next to my house one time just because I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> my mom had this, uh, she's, she's a producer. She makes like commercials and television and movies and stuff, uh, on like a local level. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It is really cool. She had this dress that was for a shoot. It was like this white cotton dress that was hanging outside. Uh, it had been hand washed. It was drying. And I lit the hem of it on fire <laughs> and it got a little bit out of control and I put it out and uh, she was like, did, did you do this? Because of course I did. Right. There was nobody else here <laughs> to have done this. And I was like, no, <laughs> although 
I heard that the sun can start fires when it's really, really hot. <laughs> like maybe like something like focused it. <laughs> like I was, I was adamant. Maybe Never a plane admitted it. Flew by mm-hmm. and the the sun right off the, the angle of the <laughs> yeah. windshield. To just this, perfect. To this day, I've never admitted it to her, although we both know. Right. Um. So well, yeah, you know, I, I, I was, I was a, I had like feminine and masculine qualities as a child. Um. I just, I just, you know, I don't think anything's that cut and dry. I don't think it's right. so gray as as all of that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I kind of put it away, and it didn't really come back until puberty, and that and that's where I was like, I feel super wrong, but I could not tell you what it was. I just, I just, maybe that's just puberty. I just hated it. Um, yeah, it's tough to say because that's kind of like yeah. the trope is that your your body's going through changes mm-hmm. and it feels weird and mm-hmm. you don't really know what's happening and mm-hmm. it's hard to understand so then when it's yeah so anybody that would hear you say i feel weird or it doesn't feel <laughs> right, right would just be like well that's just well going, yeah that's, that's just puberty that's puberty for you yeah um i mean looking back on it i have a better idea of what was going on i mean i had a lot of friends that were girls before puberty and then afterwards everyone seemed to like divide up into these two parties and i felt like i was like i hate my party <laughs> <laughs> um so you know, on, in hindsight, makes way more sense. Right. But at the time, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, you didn't have the the clarity or yeah. like the uh, just the knowledge right. of what it yeah, even I could be. I had no perspective, and also I didn't really even understand it was a thing people did. Right, was people were like, "I'm gonna be a lady," and I, if I had known that, would because because I remember kind of hearing about this for the first time. Uh, it was some it was. <laughs> Like we had dial up internet and I read some weird ass article. Who knows how I got there? Probably because I was into cross dressing. So I would like secret read and look at pictures about mm-hmm. that. Um, and I read something about somebody was having a sexual reassignment surgery, which, um, which apparently I'm supposed to call sexual, no wait, a gender affirmation surgery. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. Me too. I totally get it and see why it is, but I hate when people chastise me for it. I'm like, I could say anything I want. I'm, First I'm doing it. Speech. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just came up the other day where my girlfriend got very mad at me for calling it a sex change operation. I was like, yeah, I am an old person some, in some ways. I called the remote the clicker. So, give, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> The other day, the other day, I told her to be mindful on the steps. I was like, "Be mindful; a body can hurt themselves." <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm the oldest thirty-year-old in the world. <laughs> but but uh, I first heard that it was something people were doing. I was like astounded and, and weirdly curious, and then um, also shameful. You know, it was that sort of thing where like the truth of it is. Uh, I did a lot of like things on the internet, usually about masturbation. Mm-hmm. Usually I would like learn and see things and then I would masturbate and then I would be like, no, never think about that again. And then I'd run away. And um, then I started uh, in my like, you know, after 18 and early 20s, I would just cross dress a lot. Um, I never called it drag or anything. I would just go to parties or events. Anything I could do, I would show up in a dress and just be like, I'm being hilarious. I'm and, being on theme. <laughs> yes, and not secretly how I deeply feel. <laughs> it was just always a reason. And at first I'd be silly, and then I would just for the rest of the night be like, yeah, this is just it. Yeah, um, I feel good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 
and I started seeing a counselor. Well, I, you know, long story short, I was very, very depressed. Mm-hmm. And there was this whole time in my life where I was like, I kind of knew that I wanted to, to transition uh, in my around 25. And I was like, this, I need to do this. But I couldn't see it happening. I didn't see it as possible, at least for me. I don't know why. I was just like, I'll never be able to do this. I'm not that brave. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I had saved up all this money. I was going to supposed to move to L.A. and, like, go be a comedian. <laughs> I had been saving for years, and I spent all of it because I had planned to kill myself. So I had, like, I had a gun. I wrote all my letters. I was like, I'm done. Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh I don't God. talk about this very often. But I was, like, ready. You know, I had picked a day, and I was like, this is it. So for a, you know about about five months, um, I was just everybody's best friend because I was buying all the drowns at the bar. I was like buying cocaine for everybody. I was just like threw it. All, I, I threw away eight thousand oh dollars in a God. very short amount of time, just like because you know I didn't think I needed it. Um, gave away a bunch of shit. Uh, nobody knew what was going on. They were just like Sophie's the funnest, <laughs> but I was not. Um, my dad, though, saw it. He knew something was wrong. Um, and he would always call and check in on me. And uh, eventually he started, like, coming over and, like, making me leave and go out to lunch with him and, and, and just kind of feeling things out. And he could tell something was wrong. So he made an wow. appointment with a counselor and didn't tell me about it. But when I went to the counselor, it was a gender specialist. That was their whole thing. Your dad did that? Yeah. Uh, that I I had never talked to him about it before. We have never. I'm like about to start crying. I know it was that is yeah. so goddamn it, beautiful. It, it really was. Oh my god! It was like um, he just knew. I mean, he he. We've talked about it, and he's like, yeah, I've I've always known. Like I've been waiting for this for a while. Oh my god! And uh, and he just he just knew that was what was going on with me. I mean, I, I think he took a, a bit of a shot in the dark. Well, not in the dark. He he, he took a, he went out on a limb. An educated you know? guess. Yes, he took an educated <laughs> guess, and it was exactly what I needed. And just the fact that he thought about it and and made that effort. Oh yeah. You know, um, it helped. And uh, he would come and pick me up twice a week and drive me to counseling, and then fucking sit in the parking lot and take me home. And then there was a time where my counselor um, started wanting me to come in FIM. And so he would take me again. And that was very nice because I, I couldn't walk or take the bus there. I was terrified to go out of my house. Yeah. Middle of downtown in the day. You know, I just, it, he was, he was great. He made it like really possible. And then talking to this counselor really, um, I started to see that it could, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's been very supportive, very helpful. Helped me find a doctor still. I mean, you know, my hormones aren't covered by any kind of insurance because it's right. uh, in Idaho. They think it's an elective thing. So, um, you know, he, he financially helps me a bit with that, which is great because they are very fucking expensive. Yeah. Crazy expensive. Like, can I, how expensive is it? Um, I pay about $380 a month for my prescriptions. Wow. Yeah. Which for me is quite a bit. That That's, yeah, that's, I think that's a lot for most people. Yeah. I mean, that's, I know people who pay less in rent. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's, that's, first of all, that's amazing that your Yeah. He's a good guy. Dad was so. Uh, intuitive. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if it wasn't for him, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But when things started coming together around that point and I thought it was tangible, um, my therapist started encouraging me to, she was like, you have to, you have to start living as Sophie. Like you need, you need to take this next step. 
and he was very helpful, you know, just encouraging and uh, and helping me. He basically would drive me places when I was too afraid um, to go by myself. Your therapist would? No, no, my oh, dad. Oh, your dad. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that really helped get the ball rolling, and then eventually I threw out all the letters I had wrote, and uh, I got rid of that gun, and uh, just haven't really thought about it since. That That's amazing. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, so I'm very. <laughs> I happy was to hear very that. very close. When my first appointment with the counselor was a week and a half away from the date I had set on my calendar of being wow. like, "This is it." Wow. Yeah. So yeah, in a way, your dad kind of saved your life. Absolutely. That's yeah. That's crazy. No doubt he did. Wow. Um. Was there was there something that maybe like your therapist said, or maybe like a conversation that you had with your dad where it kind of like clicked? Like, did you have kind of like an aha moment or was it more just gradual? By, by that point, I knew it's what I wanted, that it was to transition. Okay. Um, I, that, and that's sort of why I decided that I was going to kill myself. <laughs> because the depression was just yep. too much of feeling oh, like it yeah. couldn't happen. I, I hated myself so much. And I, and I would always beat myself up about being a coward because I would be like, I'd see these other people like transitioning. And I was like, I, they're so fucking brave. And I'm like such a like shitty little worm who can't, <laughs> who can't like do this thing. Um, and, you know, that's not reasonable. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have depression can really fuck with you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my counselor, honestly, I, I eventually stopped seeing her because I, I needed to be challenged more. But at that time in my life, she was just very, very supportive. Their whole thing is um, she, they're a gender therapist. They help mostly transgender people and, and frankly, a lot of children. And uh, eventually, you know, I was like, I need a counselor who will call me on my shit. Because there was a couple of times where I was like, you're not even going to question what I just told you. I don't know. Just trying to like bait her and be like, you know, I've been thinking about maybe like (laughs) hitting somebody with a brick. Yeah. Is that cool? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very cool. (laughs) But at the time, it was exactly what I needed. I just needed this weird, I mean, because, you know, my counselor would like cry with me and like hug me and stuff. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I need I need clinical distance <laughs> at a certain yeah. point, but at the yeah, yeah. but at the beginning it was exactly right for me, and it was very helpful. Uh, I still go to a barbecue with her every year. We're like friends. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That I actually didn't even know that they. It makes sense, but that's another thing I didn't know that there was like gender specialists. Mm-hmm. That, the like, options in Idaho are pretty limited. I think there's three in Boise and uh, one in like. Coeur d'Alene, maybe? Three is actually more than I would have thought. Yeah. I thought maybe one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Coeur d'Alene, that blows me yeah. away that there's one. Yeah, <laughs> there's like one in somewhere in northern Idaho. I can't I can't tell you exactly, but I know that they have patients that like come in from all over. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah there's like a couple of things. Uh, there's like a big barbecue that my old counselor throws, and there's like all these like specialists, you know, of gender study and like and, and other trans people. There's like, there's like a big thing where a bunch of trans people get together. That's yeah. really cool. It is really cool. It's it's just there's something about being in a room where there's more trans people uh, than than just yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> that is very like, oh, I'm I'm not weird here. <laughs> very, That's really yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, and I've actually got a little group of friends like that. Um, there's there's probably like six of us, and they're all about the same age. We're all in like you know late twenties to early thirties. They're all trans women, 
and it's hard to get everybody together to hang out. But when we do, it's like my favorite thing in the world. I bet. Yeah. Because it's one of the few times that you're absolutely just with yes community. Yeah. Then I'm like, there's seven of us right now. We are a third of this bar. <laughs> like, this is great. Do, and do you feel like you kind of just like connect with them on a little bit deeper yeah, of a level? Because otherwise, I think if we were just I think if we were all cis women, we wouldn't be friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like one or two of them, <laughs> but like there, some of them are so vastly different from me mm-hmm. that I'm just like, if I didn't have this weird, deep love for you for sharing this experience, I would hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, you know, we're like very close. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just some things that, you know, you don't have an opportunity to talk about with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to be able to talk to somebody about how much spironolactone makes you pee. And and it's just, yeah, just all, we have the same medicine and uh, a lot of the same experiences. Also the same age. Cause I know a lot of trans women, especially when I first started that were older than me, Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people who had like retired early and then started transition, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. And I'm like super happy for them, but their experiences are just different than mine. Super different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to relate. Mm-hmm. Probably the same way it'll be like for the like mm-hmm. teenagers. I have met some young trans people that I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, young bucks. <laughs> oh man, that's um that's so I'm I'm glad that you have that community of yeah. people. Did you have a hard time feeling when you first came out? Did you feel that sense of community with no. other people, with oh, other no. trans people? I, I hardly knew any. Uh, when I first started transitioning, I mean, knew a few people from my therapist's office, like mm-hmm. people that would also be waiting around the same time. And nobody really talked to each other mm-hmm. in the waiting room. It was very like, we were all pretty raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew uh, Jenny Ann, mm-hmm. and that's it. And and we've, we've never been very close. Mm-hmm. So, age no. gap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just different personalities. Did, how long did it? Do you feel like connected to the transgender community now? Nope. No, I don't. Um, it, which is a bummer. There are things, and maybe I could like do better about it. But there, there's like a there, there's a couple different things. There's something called like P flag, which is also for like gay, lesbian, trans, the whole mm-hmm. LGBTQ thing and, and their families. But I've never enjoyed any of the meetings I've been to. How come? You know, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, might as well be PTA. You know, we're just like talking about bake sales and <laughs> and what politician said something we don't like and, you know, blech, mm-hmm. boring. What do you wish it was? I wish we were all sitting in a big circle drinking <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and complaining uh, about our actual lives, about like things that happened in, in I, I want to talk about like what's really going on in my day to day and not, they just have their fingers so on the pulse of like politics mostly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're very upset about it. And you know, well, I am too, but I just don't have the time. And also mm-hmm. I don't need to go to a group to be mad about politics. Right. So you wish it was just kind of people talking about just what their everyday experience yeah. was like? Yeah. Or, you know, or just going to a restaurant or just being around other people with the same experience and then just, you know, 
I don't know. I, I like being together. Mm-hmm. But I, I, really, the thing about it is, it's always you know they're. It, if I could paint a picture for you, they're, they're like folding chairs in a fluorescent room, and we're all discussing Butch Otter, and I'm just like, this is exhausting, <laughs> and, and, and and don't feel like it's productive. I always leave them more angry than when I went in, you know, because yeah. we're talking about, like, something Trump is doing, and, mm-hmm. and it's just like, dude... Yeah, that's it's yeah. maddening, but yeah. I kind of would like to leave this place feeling... Yeah, better. I would too, and uh, and I and I know that it's not their fault that there's not a lot of great things in the world right. <laughs> for us to discuss. But and that stuff's important. It's yeah, not that it's not important, but no, uh, it's just that. Again, it goes back to like the thing about Joe Rogan. I just don't have enough. I have enough on my plate already mm-hmm. <laughs> without a double helping of being upset about Butch Otter. Just don't need it. Do you? What is what does it kind of feel like just moving through the world? Like, is your Oof. kind of like day? What is your daily experience like? It's been it's been easier the last couple of years, um, but the first couple of years were really really tough. Mm-hmm. I used to have to sit in front of the door and like psych myself up to go outside. I would be like spend like ten minutes just kind of like trying to do zen and be like, mm-hmm. okay, you're gonna go out there. I wear headphones everywhere. I never used to do that. I just have to completely block out. There's a, a lot of, I don't go, I don't make it through a day without somebody saying something shitty to me. Like it really, I really don't. Um, unless I'm in like a, maybe a bigger place. Like um, a bigger city or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seattle, Portland, uh, although still sometimes, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I, I actually realized about the two months ago I made it a whole day and no one commented on it. I made a big deal about it on Facebook. It was the first <laughs> time in like five years. I think that I actually remember seeing that It was like Facebook. crazy. I, I remember walking home and being like, holy fucking shit. Nobody has said anything horrible to me. I'm about to walk in the front door. This is amazing. Um, which is like exciting, but also really shitty. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that was say, exciting. Like it seemed, it's a, yeah. it seemed, feels victorious but it also but also is like really shitty tragic. Yeah. yeah um yeah i mean i i've been beaten up twice i oh my god really yep. um i had somebody just about two months ago throw a milkshake at me out of the window of their car and then call me a faggot <laughs> um yeah something happens every day uh sometimes big sometimes little you know like i'll be seating somebody at this show um and they'll come in, and I'll be like, two for the show? And they'll be like, yes, sir. Which I'm like, why? Why Why would they? Why, why? I just don't understand. There's no, sure, you clocked me. But mm-hmm. but in what world do you think that that is what I would like you to call me? I'm wearing, I, I never wear pants. I wear a dress or a skirt all the time. I never leave the house without makeup and my hair done. C- come on. Mm-hmm. And you're just doing it to be a dick? Yeah. Like, what's happening there? I think probably probably at least a little bit. Yeah, I think it's either to be a dick or that's sort of like a. I I, I just don't I don't know I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you what what's going on with them when they do that, but I I used to be really weird about like I wouldn't say anything I'd just be like okay here at your table, mm-hmm. I mean I get a little cold obviously because I'm upset but now I make now I make a big thing about it every time, <laughs> and I don't care if, if they don't should. like it. but every time they go every day they go yes sir I go not sir why would you say that why do you say that. Good for and you. And then they and then they always go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, I mean, okay, 
shows that way. <laughs> I just make them go through. But um, that's fucking cool. The thing about it is, is that when I didn't do that, I would obsess all day long and be like, "Why didn't you call him out?" <laughs> like, yeah. like I'd be mad, and then I'd get mad at myself for not. Yeah, and this way, like it still affects me and everything. But at least this way, I'm like, "You should shut up for yourself." And that Fuck feels yeah, because it's, it's worse to not. Uh, mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you have like, oh, the world hates me, and I hate me for being a coward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's better. I don't know. For a long time, I wanted to be like super cool. I had this whole idea in my head. I was like, I'm going to be the coolest trans person who's never mad about anything. And mm-hmm. it's like this, just uh, I'll be happy to explain things to people. Because that's always an issue, too, with trans people. Getting, we, you know, we get asked a lot of weird questions by strangers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's this thing where they're like, it's not my job to educate you. Right. And I was like, I'm going to be that person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the one to tell any random person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I get it now living in it for long enough that I'm like, it is tiring. Yeah. You know, um, like this, this is perfectly fine. And okay, good. I, I don't want you to feel like I'm subtly <laughs> no, suggesting. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, weird stuff happens all the time. Even like friends of mine. Can we call people out by name? Uh, you can <laughs> okay. if you want to. Okay. Oleg Shevchek. Okay. Known him for, for years and years. He's always very cool about it. But like for, I don't know what the fuck came over him, but he just came up to me the other day at the club. He's another comedian for all of you out there if you don't know. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a comic um, and, uh, and, and a friend. Um, known him for years. Just walks up to me out of the blue and goes, do you still have a penis? <laughs> I was like, why? Why? Why is that? God damn it! Why is that happening? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you were planning on getting rid of it. And I was like, I hate you. What's <laughs> your own fucking business? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't concern you. It really does not. Why? Yeah. I mean, unless unless he's just waiting. <laughs> you know, he's just sitting there like, when's Sophie going to get rid of that penis and we can finally be happy? <laughs> we can sit right off into the sunset together. Oh, God. Yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Oleg. Yeah, I'm sorry. You brought this on yourself. You did. Don't ask shitty questions. No. <laughs> also, I'm just not the Marian type. I'm a, I'm a wild, <laughs> wild flower. But you do have a girlfriend right now. I do. Yeah, that was interesting too, because I mostly dated men for um, ever, <laughs> yeah. for almost forever. I think I've dated like two girls in my entire life in very confused areas. The thing is, I, I am bisexual. It just, um, especially for like transition, the thing about it is, it feels affirming to be with a man. Mm hmm. I uh I know that's weird and it's something like me and her have had issues with because um you know sexual activity doesn't have to be gendered mm-hmm. but it feels like it is <laughs> you know like yeah. who's on who's on top and 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 these roles you take in in mm-hmm. sex that um they they don't again it doesn't it doesn't mean it's the man and woman but there is something about it at least in me that feels ingrained it feels weird if I'm like the dominant partner in sex with her a lot I start to feel really dysphoric and weird like I start to get really like uncomfortable hmm. yeah and and I and I, I wish it wasn't the way it is but that is sort of how I feel sometimes well I mean <coughs> it's it's something you can't really help 
Yeah. You can't just change how something makes you feel. (laughs) I can't just be like, this oughtn't, so it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, But that makes sense to me because being – to me, it would seem like it would almost feel like you are being accepted by by a man as a woman. Yeah. And that – to me, that would – feel it's, important yeah it's pretty great <laughs> i i would imagine i'm sorry baby <laughs> but it is it, i mean she knows well um, yeah she yeah. is also trans oh gotcha yeah um although passes much more than i do uh she does not live in the same world i do at all oh. <laughs> like uh we'll be walking around together and i will have bad things happen to me like people will say things and she's like no one do that to me i'm like you are very small (laughs) you're a very small person (laughs) just blends um it's actually it's kind of shocking to hear that yeah because i i actually think that you i'm not just blowing smoke up your ass but i (laughs) i think you pass amazing amazingly i i like I remember when I first saw you after you had come out yeah. as transgender, and I was like, "Oh, this is right!" Like I yeah. saw, it and I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, that's that <laughs> oh. fits you." <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was I was so nervous, but but I yeah I think it, I think it really was. I think that's I don't think that I knew a hundred percent until I started living that way all the time. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is very right. I'm hot. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I feel better. Like, uh, I mean, honestly, if you remember me before transition, I was a bit of a fucking schlub. Like I did not take care of myself because I hated myself. (laughs) I didn't think, I didn't think you were a schlub. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I, I definitely think, I think you're more beautiful than you were handsome. Yeah. That's you know? true, <laughs> and I think that I think that speaks to yeah. Maybe it does, but I think it, it. I think that yeah. I think that it's, I you know who who knows, but I think there's something in my nature that was like yeah, this is this is the right way to go, mm-hmm. and um, I would take it back, you know. And even despite all the bad things that happen, because again, a lot of bad shit has happened. Mm-hmm. It is it's hard. It's an ordeal, but I've never really had a. A thought of being like, well, let's stop. That's that's awesome. So it must be right. Yeah, you know, that's the thing when people say like, you do this for you know, it's for attention yeah. or it's a mental thing. It's like I don't really think so <laughs> because <laughs> the, you know the bullshit that comes along with it is so exhausting. All right. Like, why would you invite that? On no yourself? one is doing this mm-hmm. just for like a, I love the attention it right. gets me. Yeah, that's I I think about that a lot when people say that about like sexual abuse victims Mm -hmm. coming forward and being like, hey, this giant Hollywood star assaulted me. And people are like, you're just doing it for attention. You know, you know who actually gets all the attention out of that situation is the giant Hollywood star. That person gets, you know, a moment of everyone questioning them and being real shitty to them. Yeah. And calling them a liar and calling Mm -hmm. them a whore, calling them a slut. (laughs) Yeah. No one. I agree. That whole doing it for attention thing. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, and in, in, in the case of gay people mm-hmm. or trans people, like, yeah. Yeah. Don't you think, <laughs> don't you think the people that have, uh, taken this huge fucking leap, 
would don't you think they would just try and blend in like if they could and Absolutely. just like stay the fucking course oh, because yeah. that's what you're su- quote unquote supposed to do that's what most trans people do yeah like most trans people i know um they just really put your head down and and they like slink away to just blend in unfortunately well, or, or fortunately, I'm not sure. Fortunately, I am just, I've never been that person. I am, I am a big personality. <laughs> I can't help myself. I'm loud. <laughs> That's just, I, I'm the person who shouts at people for forming bad lines and stealing bank pins. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm out there. I, I think, I don't know. I think it's good. I've certainly seen stuff in my comedy because I talk a lot about my comedy. I've seen people have their opinions changed. I've had like, beautiful moments with audience members afterwards where I'm like, I think I'm on to something. I think Can, I'm on the right path here. Do you have like, I would love to hear that. If yeah. You have one in particular. Absolutely. Oh man. I have tons of stories from comedy and, 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 and real life exchanges. And I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my horn too much, but I really do feel like I'm one mind at a time. I'm like slowly <laughs> helping people. But, um, I had this lady come up to me after I, I had a headlining show maybe like three months ago in Boise at one of the bar shows and this woman comes up and she looked, you know, she she looked a little rural. That's all. She Mm -hmm. had like cowboy boots and you know, that whole kind of fringed jacket vibe. Mm -hmm. And, um, she gave it to me. She's like, when I saw you were on stage, I mean, the first thing I was like, ugh, I don't want to hear about this. This is gross. Mm. This is stuff that, this is stuff that I was just like, if that's your own business. But by the end of it, I was embarrassed about how I felt at the beginning. I was embarrassed of myself. Wow. And I was like, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> and then also you felt compelled to come and tell me. Mm-hmm. And then we had a big talk where she's like, I've never understood it. I still don't know if I do or not. But you, you answered questions I had. And also, like, you're just a person. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm totally just a person. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the whole point. Um, one time I was doing a show in Chillicothe, Ohio, which is a very tiny, tiny town, very conservative, uh, at an Elks Lodge. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of things going against it. Uh, everyone in there is like wearing mossy oak. There had to be like nine MAGA hats in this place. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was very, ugh. Um, I went up and it was like, well, first of all, when I walked into the venue, it was like a, an old Western. It was like, you know, piano stop sort of situation where it was. It <laughs> Somebody's was, playing honky tonk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just very, very tense. And uh, I go up and I do, you know, I'm doing my routine and I, I have a special thing for an audience like that where I'm a little more self-deprecating. And then I slowly like build it into this whole thing about being like just a person. Mm-hmm. So first, you know, you just win them over with a little bit. And, and sometimes it feels bad, but I know I'm going to a point where I'm, I'm making a point. And it mm-hmm. all kind of culminates in this person attacking me for using the women's bathroom. And I can gauge by how silent they get if they're on my side. And you could hear a fucking pin drop in that room. Like everyone was like, oh, no, someone was going to hurt her. I mean, they were totally with me. Had a huge, huge, like, ovation afterwards. Uh, they loved me by the end of the show. In fact, I'm going back this year. They've specifically requested me back. Oh my god, that's <laughs> yeah. so fucking yeah. cool! And uh, and afterwards, I hung out and they bought me tons of drinks and we and we and we kicked it. And I met this old couple who was there. The guy was wearing a MAGA hat, and they were like, "Our son is gay. Do you want us to introduce you to him?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
I mean, they got it wrong, but I loved that. I loved that they were like, she can come to Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> we would be happy to have her in the family. That's cool. Just things like that. Um, one time I did that Air Force base in northern Idaho. Well, what's that place? Do you know what I'm talking about? We have an Air Force base up here. I thought Mount, around Mountain Home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and this is a Dylan Haas show, and I went up there and did that. And, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, place. and I was yeah, I was very nervous by the whole vibe of the place. You know, it was, it was, anytime I get to some place that's very rural, I get real intimidated, and I was getting a lot, yeah. a lot of dirty looks. So I was drinking these enormous beers, like two-hand beers. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just, if I'm going to get murdered, I'm going to be drunk when it happens. I don't want to feel the knife go in. <laughs> so I'm very drunk, and, I, and I'm on stage, and it's going really well. And I launched into this thing about the bathroom, and then I stop, and I bring up, I go, I actually really have to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> and I have been drinking these huge beers because I thought you were going to kill me. <laughs> and then they laughed. I was like, can I use the women's bathroom here? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, can I go now? And like the whole room was like, yeah. So I get off stage <laughs> in the middle of my set, go pee, come back with like drying my hands with a paper towel, toss it on the front row table, give them a little wig, hop back on to applause and then continue my set. It was. Mwah, That's beautiful. fucking awesome. It was. <laughs> Uh, all right, Sophie. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh my this god! Show. Thanks for having me. I'll I come, really. I'll come back anytime. Okay, please yeah. do. You gotta come back and do like an episode of Ranked, and we Absolutely. can just. Have, I would love we can to do the the fun one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but you were the first person I wanted to have on on Deep and Hard. Deep and Hard, not hard and deep. Not hard and deep. Deep and hard. Deep and hard. Uh, because I I love you so much. I love you too. But I also realized that I just did. You and I had never. I'd never gotten like a chance to actually like talk to you about it. That's true. And yeah. so uh, I really after I had the conversation on the other podcast, I was like, I'm. I need to like, you know, like maybe get a better understanding. Yeah. Because I I'm I'm you know I'm an open minded person. Sure. I don't. I want everybody to just do their fucking thing. Yeah, I agree. But I don't want to, like, talk out of school, you know? And I try and keep my mouth shut about stuff that doesn't concern me, <laughs> right. you know? Uh, so, you know, I wanted to talk to you yeah. just so I could, you know, hear you hear about your experience a little bit I more. appreciate that. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, I had a fun. Do you have uh, anything like uh, like Twitter or Instagram yeah, or I any do. shows coming up? Uh, on Twitter, Sophie K. Hughes. Uh, that's K-C-A-Y is my middle name. Um, I, I, ca- have... I can't I can't hear that and not think of gay shoes. Oh yeah, because I had that joke. Yeah, I haven't told that joke in forever, but I <laughs> miss it. And then I even I even adapted it for like a post trans joke. Oh, because <laughs> do we have time? Yeah, go okay. ahead. <laughs> I used to tell this joke very briefly where I'd go. Uh, it was a pre-transition where I'd go. Uh, my name when I was growing up was uh, Dylan K Hughes, and I used to get picked on all the time. Uh, kid at school would call me Dylan Gay Shoes. Um, oh shit! How did that old joke go? Oh yeah. So what I what I did was I went to this is such a stupid joke. I'm mm-hmm. saying it. <laughs> uh, I, I went to uh, I got my doctorate. So now when they call me Dylan Gay Shoes, that's Doctor Gay Shoes, <laughs> and this is my husband. <laughs> that was how the joke used to go. Doctor Buttfucker. <laughs> yeah, and, and now the joke is, uh, I get up there and I say, you know, people used to uh, make fun of me all the time. Blah blah blah. Dylan Gay shoes. 
which is fine because I don't think it affected any other aspect of my life whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I used to do that quite a bit, but now I just I just cut past it because I have a better joke about what my name used to be. Oh. So I figured let's just save it for that. I, 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 that's one of those things like when you hear it and it's like, uh, I know, I know that's bad and I don't like that you got <laughs> called that, but oh. gay shoes. Is... <laughs> no, I, it's one of the most absurd bullyings <laughs> that, that ever happened by these two guys who were named JT and TJ. No. Oh, yeah. Fucking so, way. Yes. Both blonde, <laughs> like that bowl cut that was very popular. Oh, those fucking, oh, fucking Good God, assholes. I know. But yeah, Sophie K. Hughes on Twitter. Uh, on everything else, it's Sophie Trophies. Sophie Trophies. Sophie Trophies. Instagram, anywhere you want to find me. Uh, sometimes, sometimes in my head, when I see you post something, mm-hmm. I'll say Sophie Trophies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they all are. Every post is a little award. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right on. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. And Thanks for having I me. I love you. I love you too. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, I should do my stuff. Oh, yeah. I should do yeah, my do stuff. Do your stuff. Uh, uh, th- th- thanks for listening. Uh, www.ease-drop.com or jizz.biz if you're nasty. <laughs> it truly does redirect to our site. I know. I've looked it up. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, check out some of the other shows on the network. Check out Never Better. The last, I will say it again. The last Never Better episode that came out this last uh, Wednesday was so good where the the women on that show answered questions submitted by a local ladies uh, Facebook group. So check that out, and uh, it's super good. They get into a lot of cool stuff and cool territory. Uh, other than that, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see you next week with a regular show. Okay, bye.